Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to this week's Geek Town Radio. Uh, I'm Dave Elliott and with me I have Chris. Oh. Hello, how are you? I'm good, thank you. You alright? Yes, yes, I'm not too bad. Well, it's a nice long weekend. <laughs> no, tell me about it. Much, much needed, I think, although the weather was <laughs> particularly rubbish. Gives you a good excuse to stay in and play games and watch TV, though. So. <laughs> probably much exactly what I did all weekend. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, what have you been watching and uh, playing? Well, I've just, we've, we, me and Adam have just finished The Blacklist, season two. Um, cool. We binge-watched the entire second season wow. on the week of the weekend. <laughs> so there's a couple of late nights and, and early mornings. Um, and it was just fantastic. James Spader is just, is just magnificent. I think Adam's got a bit of yeah. a man crush on his, <laughs> his voice. Um, but it's just, it's just a fantastic program. Um, yeah, proper on the edge of your seat, leaves you gasping, going no, and some <laughs> revelations and stuff like that. But no, I had that been getting through that. Um, yes, far too many hours spent on Elder Scrolls Online. <laughs> uh, you need to give me your character name for that, so because I, I, I need to get back into it. So. <laughs> Can you, are, you, are you on the PlayStation or are you on PC or can, do they cross over? I'm, a, I'm on PC. I don't know whether they cross over or not, though. So I can, we'll we'll see. Well, we'll, we'll sort that afterwards. Um, so yeah. I'm, I'm battling through as a dragon knight on that, but I've made him a mage instead. So getting on okay. with that. Um, and I'm literally just coming to the end of. Um, I've been reading a lot and books as opposed to graphic novels. Um, wow. I'm just coming to the end of, and I will ask the listeners' help a bit. Um, Miss Peregrine's Peculiar Children. I'm just finishing the second book called Hollow City. Um, which is just, by Ransom Riggs, it's just a phenomenal book. I found it in the horror section um, of Waterstone. Right. It's not, I wouldn't class it as a horror at all, but the pictures in it are very spooky. They're like original old photos from like the 1900s and the 1800s. Okay. Um, but Tim Burton is, fil- I didn't know this before I started reading the film, he's filming the first book at the moment in Blackpool. Okay. Um, and I just can't wait because it's such a fantastic book. But yeah. I need some help because I've just finished. I'm just finishing this now, and I don't know what to read next. And I went to Waterstones <laughs> today, and I just couldn't find anything that really 
stood out that grabbed me. I always, okay. I know you shouldn't, but I always judge a book by its cover, unfortunately, <laughs> and what's on the back. Um, and just nothing really stood out. So if anybody's got any any suggestions for fantasy, yeah, okay. magic, dragons, that sort of stuff, I would be, yeah, greatly appreciated. <laughs> yeah. There is I, one suggestion would be the um, the the guy that we we interviewed last week. Uh, so that was um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But um, but yes, um, uh, Richard Morgan, who we interviewed last week, uh, has has a set of um, of fantasy novels called Lan- called Lamfet for Heroes. So um, he's that's he's a trilogy of books. So that might one might be worth looking out for. Um, so uh, yeah, maybe we'll, I, I haven't read them myself. So, <laughs> so uh, but yes, <laughs> yes, could be uh, could be good. Um, How about you? What have you been up to? What have I been up to? Well, um, gaming wise, a lot of Prison Architect. Really? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. Um, which I I really kind of like that game. They've been they announced uh, last month. They are going into uh, version 1.0 next month, I think, October, I think, that that launches. Um, So, yeah, they've been in alpha for about two years, but it's been a kind of paid alpha, but they've been brilliant with it. It's, It's the way you run... An alpha, as far as I'm concerned, you yeah. know, they, they release it, but they do these brilliant um, monthly update videos, um, which always add new features and new stuff, and it's just grown and grown and grown and grown. And they've, they, uh, they're actually doing the next alpha video as um, a live thing from the stage, which is going to be streamed live from YouTube at uh, EGX in Birmingham, which is this uh, big gaming show on uh, runs from the 24th to the 27th of September. Oh, I think I have to check that out. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm hopefully uh, going to go. So uh, um, that's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, that is. Cool. So should be able to go weekend. Might might try and get up there on the Saturday. Cool. Um so yes, it looks good. Um, have, have you seen the? Talk about, I just mentioned YouTube there. YouTube's gaming channel network app thing no. that's launched. So there's a separate app now. I don't know. There's a separate website. There's a separate app you can get called YouTube Gaming that is just dedicated to gaming videos. So if you tapped in, the example they used is if you tapped in call of rather than, or no call, rather than call the midwife like the BBC program, (laughs) it automatically comes up with call of duty and it's purely focused to games and there's what it does. They link, so there's like um, an Elder Scrolls channel and it's got loads of live streams and videos and hints and tips from, Uh, and it pulls together videos. That's them. Trying trying to take on uh, Twitch, I imagine. Uh, it's it's really good. I, I yeah. just downloaded the Android app. I've not looked at it on on a web browser yet. If if it does exist on that, but um, the app for Android's really really good because I just I spend more time watching bloody build videos for Elder Scrolls than I do actually playing <laughs> the game. The game. Um, yes. Yeah. So yeah. No, I. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's that, there's a few streaming services, Twitch being the the biggest one. So that sounds like them. It's them taking on uh. um, Twitch because because Twitch is set up so you can live stream directly to it. 
yeah. um, very easily. So it sounds like they're they're trying to get into that space, yeah. which would make sense. Yeah, because I'd much rather, to be honest, I'd much rather live stream straight to YouTube. To my you know, if I can, to my YouTube channel, then yeah. then you know, so so maybe that's what they do. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so so yes, I've been uh, going back to your original question. I have Sorry. been playing a lot of Prison Architect. No, it's fine. Um, been playing a lot of lots of uh, Prison Architect um, and and building prisons. I've actually created one that's got about six hundred prisoners in it at the moment. So uh, so that's quite good. It's quite good fun um, and uh, very cute little graphics. You know, you know, so, you're creating like human centipede three or anything like that, are you? <laughs> no, 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 nothing. You can't do anything quite that strange. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's been kind of taking up most of my gaming time. Um, it's I've become a bit obsessive about that at the moment. Um, in terms of TV, over the weekend I had a bit of a, a splurge on um, Amazon because uh, I missed the first few episodes of Under the Dome. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went on to see if you could buy any of the season three episodes because I'd only missed like the first three. So, uh, and they are actually on Amazon, um, instant. So you can actually go and buy the episodes directly off Amazon instant. See that, that to me makes, makes the most sense. I, you know, if, if you're not going to leave them up online, then, you know, at least made them available to go and buy because I'd rather yeah. do that than have to go through. You know, then because it stop, you know, stops people going and finding them illegally and going to dig out torrents. If I can yeah. just go and buy them, you know, easily, um, then I'm not going to mess around. You know, and think, oh, I must see this show and go and try and torrent it somewhere. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so I've got I've got the first. I, I went and bought the first three episodes of that, um, and whilst. I was on there. I was looking around at some of the other stuff on there. There's um, a couple of really interesting shows. There's, there's a, one called The Man in the High Castle, uh, which is a adaptation of a Philip K. Dick um, short story, I think. Mm. Um, and uh, it's set in um, 60s... Mm. That <laughs> we've got a new theme tune for the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's not quite sixty music. <laughs> something, something came out from. I'm not sure what caused that. Um, anyway, yes. Uh, so yeah, the, the, I've been watching uh, Man in High Castle, which is um, it's set in the sixties. Um, it's uh, uh, but it's a sort of alternative reality version of the sixties where the Germans won. Um, the Second World War. Yeah. So uh, they've taken America and split it in two, where you've got um, uh, Japan on the West Coast, uh, a sort of neutral zone in the middle, and then Germans are on the East Coast. Um, And there is uh, this film uh, that's, that's sort of underground and doing the rounds uh known as uh, made by what they refer to as the man in the high castle yeah and it's it's actual genuine archive footage of the sort of real second world war but they're saying oh they were made as propaganda videos right so so it's sort of uh, you know to, to show um that the allies winning the war yeah um so i don't know how i don't know how exactly that sort of going to play out because they've only got the first episode up at the moment because they it was one of these ones that went on as a pilot and uh, it was successful so they made it into a series and the rest of the yeah. series comes out on the 20th of November 
So um, I'm quite intrigued by that. It was really good, the first episode, so I'm looking forward to the rest of that. I'm, I'm going to be watching that, I think. Yeah, so that was one. Uh, Sneaky Pete as well is another one, um, which is a show it's I think co-produced by um, Brian Cranston, mm. uh, and he does show up in it at the end um, as as sort of the the big bad boss essentially. Yeah. Uh, and this is um, about uh, a guy who's uh, just about to get to release from prison but then discovers that the people that he stole from are still after him so uh, has to go um, undercover and make himself scarce So, and he's a con man so he uh, has an annoying cellmate that tells him all these stories about uh, how his life was as a child yeah. and how he loved going to visit his grandparents um, so, uh, when the guy gets out, he takes over Pete's identity and, uh, steals his identity and sort of turns up at the grandparents' house who haven't right. seen him for 20 years. So they don't know who he is. It turns out the grandparents, uh, run a bail bond business. So, and obviously he's a con man and he's quite good at, at, um, you know, getting into people's heads. Yeah. So, um, he ends up joining the business to help them out uh, and uh, becomes sort of a a, a, a bail bonds person to, to sort of try and catch criminals. <laughs> um, so, and that's, that again, uh, that's another one that's got a pilot. I'm really hoping that gets picked up to series because they've only run the pilot so far and there's no news about whether that's actually going to run to series or not. But it was really good. I think it's um, David Shaw that's involved as well, who's the guy that wrote House... Um, and a number of other shows as well. Mm. So uh, it's got a good team behind it. Um, uh, yeah, the the, the leads um, by uh, Giovanni Ribsy, who, if you saw Avatar, played like the sort of scenery chewing big bad <laughs> boss in Avatar, basically. <laughs> and he's been he's been in Saving Private Ryan. He was in Gone in sixty seconds. Yeah. Uh, he's he's been in uh, Old Million Ways to Die in the West. He was in as well. He's there's loads of. TV shows uh, and stuff he's been in. So he's a face you know, even if you don't know the name. Um, but he's great as the lead as well. Uh, so, yeah, it's um, that's a really good show worth looking out for. Good. Last Man on Earth, I've watched as well, half-hour comedy about guy who thinks he's the last man on Earth and then sort of a girl shows up um, who's incredibly annoying, uh, but it's it's the only, as far as he, he's aware, it's the last girl on Earth. <laughs> So and she insists that they can't have sex unless unless they're married. So he marries her, and then another far more beautiful and more sort of compatible girl t- shows up. Um, but it turns out that her um, relationship with her her um, ex and sort of you know when they're talking about sort of how the fact that everybody's dead, um, she's kind of saying I'm glad my ex is dead because he cheated on me. So she's kind of very against cheating oh, and God. he's now married this girl <laughs> so, so there's that uh is that on dave is that on dave is that one um it's yes i yeah. think it's, it's dave it's certainly on he's airing one of the channels over here but uh that's brilliant absolutely superb that yeah i think it's dave and i think they've um they actually have um rushed to air the second season so the second season should run pretty much straight after the first oh, cool. over here um but that's hilarious. It's really worth seeing. That, um, so I'm watching that. 
been catching up on Ray Donovan as well because I was way, way behind on that. So I'm running three episodes on that, and that's really good as ever. Um, uh, Zoo as well, um, which is continues to be the most preposterous idea for a TV show, which is basically that the, the animals are communicating telepathically with each other and, and are... Uh, well, it seems to be some sort of... There's some way that the, the animals are sort of communicating with each other and they're basically ganging up on the humans. It's it's one step away from being Sharknado, uh, but, but, but he's, he's trying to play it slightly more seriously than that. It is ridiculous, but you've just kind of got to go go with it yeah, and uh, I, I couldn't I couldn't get past the awful CGI and <laughs> it was just oh. yeah there are a few ho- hokey moments in it but um I, it's it's fun entertaining ridiculous silliness but uh, I I'm so I'm watching that that's been quite good um have you been watching Falling Skies because that's coming to an end yes Falling Skies weeks, uh, I think it's the last one next week actually yeah think yes i think there's 10 episodes so i think it's the final next week where um they they uh they try and take back um america yeah. basically it's the sort of final battle i think uh so that that will be the last ever episode um oh. i am quite looking forward to that i've been a huge fan of that series ever since it started so um yeah we, um, we were really like going to it when i i started watching it and adam was like oh the little scrub and then we then <laughs> kind of got into it as well yeah, uh, yeah. Like, you do with things um but the, I think this season's dragged a little bit. There was, it like, has a little bit, yeah. There's a, a couple of times where you've kind of it's it's just like end of see yeah end of well end of program runs yeah. and it's kind of like you end up screaming at the TV because a lot of it's just filler. Um, there is there is a bit of filler. I'm I'm kind of um, I, I'm wondering what what's going to happen with uh, with Pope. Because uh, you know, I I saw the uh, I saw the hang on spoilers 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 just in case. <laughs> um, uh, There's the, the sort of the last episode actually had um, apparently saw the demise of Pope, but but that seems they seem to kill him off fairly quick. Uh, yeah, I mean, the number of times he. Gone, and then I kind of really liked him, and then I just think, oh my god, just shoot him! You've shot him like three times. Stop giving him another chance. Just kill him. Yeah. That was just one of those. They don't. They're not learning from their mistakes. No, no, no. So... They deserve to be wiped out. That's it. <laughs> they deserve. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, I, I think it's one of those shows that that I think he's maybe slightly running out of steam. But, yeah. But uh, you know, as long as it ends well, I'll be yeah. happy. So you know, yeah. we'll see. Um, X Factor, of course, is back this week as well. <laughs> did you watch that? <laughs> I, I, I did. It's it's one of my. I don't do reality TVs, and I generally think reality TV shit is is a bane of of the television existence it is one the one reality tv show i do watch though um uh and it is stupid and ridiculous they've they've kind of reined in the sob stories a bit this time um apart from there was one really obvious one on sunday but they seem to have they seem to have gone for a bit more of a positive attitude towards things um and and the new panel is not quite as annoying as i thought they might be because nick grimshaw and uh isn't it um are actually quite funny together they're they're, they're kind of 
you know, they're, 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 that's all working quite well. So, uh, there's yeah. A, there's I, a couple of articles today that I've, I've read, because I've not watched it in years. There's a couple of articles saying that uh, Nick Grimshaw and Rita Ora have destroyed X Factor, and this will be <laughs> it. That'll be it now, but... No, I actually think it's doing okay. It's I know the numbers. I think they got there was six million. I think um, some most watched thing apparently on uh, Sunday, definitely. Um, so you know, it's it might not be getting the sort of ten million numbers it has done in the yeah. past, but it's still the most watched thing on TV. So or you know for its time slot. So there's nothing else on though. We still on Sundays now. So, uh, well, I, that's maybe it. Maybe maybe they've just timed it right. Uh, so yeah, in terms of TV, that's been my kind of TV week. I've, I've had fairly fairly kind of strong TV week. Um, the one other thing which we haven't talked about as well. Did you see that mini um, Star Wars trailer that no. popped up on Instagram? No, I haven't. I have to send you that. It's it's only like ten seconds long, um, but you do get to see uh, Finn actually holding the lightsaber. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, it's it's on the Star Wars Instagram feed. They they kind of just shoved it out there. I don't think it's actually on YouTube or anywhere else. They literally no. just shoved it. Up. But you do see Finn holding the lightsaber, um, and it does appear to be the Anakin slash Luke lightsaber as well that was last seen attached to Luke's hand right. in Star City in uh, Cloud City. So. Um, yeah, it's uh, that's awesome though, and you know, the more I see of that, the more excited I get. So, <laughs> roll on December. Good. good. <laughs> uh, right, those. Are, I think that's that's all the stuff we've been watching. Should we move on to some news? Yeah, let's do it. So, as we went around last week, there is uh, a few bits of, of news to catch up on uh, that that have been floating around for a bit. The first one I wanted to mention was. Um, Amazon have announced they're launching a Galaxy Quest TV series. Oh, God. <laughs> which, um, I, and I love that movie. I mean, I know it's a Tim Allen movie, but I, I, I think it's brilliantly done as a sideswipe at sort of, um, or a rather nice comedic homage to Star Trek. Yeah. Um, you know, I, there's, there's no news other than um, they are doing it, uh, the film's uh, co-writer... Robert Gordon is back to write the script and he's executive producing the pilot. Uh, the director is also back. The producers are also back. No news on any of the cast. Um, I mean, you might get Tim Allen to certainly come back and do some bits. Mm. Um, you know, he's still doing bits of TV, so that's possible. Um, Sigourney Weaver, Alan Rickman, and Sam Rockwell, I think you'll probably know. Yeah, Shin of the Waste, I think. Yes, I, I think uh, I think that that's probably what would be quite interesting was that would be for them to sort of do a a next generation um, version, you know, because that was sort of based on you know this sort of old seventies TV show um, that that had sort of fallen by the wayside. It, it'd be quite interesting for them to to say, okay, well that that's still you know that's where it was, rather than try and keep, recast the same roles, maybe do the same sort of thing, but with kind of a next generation version of the, show, of the Galaxy Quest show. That might be quite an interesting idea. Um, but we'll, we'll see. But they, they've not really uh, not really given any more information other than the, that they are, are producing, I don't know whether it's a whole series or whether it's just a pilot, but they, yeah. are, they are producing a version of it. So, uh, so yeah, there's that. Um, uh, so that's a new TV show coming, a TV show that's ending uh, Under the Dome. 
is coming to an end after its end of its third season, um, uh, which I don't think came as a huge surprise to anybody, <laughs> um, given that there are already stories about out there about what happens at the end of this season. So um, they're not under the dome anymore when it gets lifted. <laughs> yeah, that may 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 be a possibility. So. Um, yeah, unless you're going to change the name of the show, I'm not sure where where you go from there. Yeah. Really. Uh, so it, it wasn't apparently planned to be the the final season, but um, it, it seems like a reasonable place to end it if, yeah. if you're going to end it. Um, hopefully, it wraps things up reasonably well. Uh, it would it would have been nice for them to give them a bit more time, um, so they could have made sure that everything wrapped up properly. But yeah. you know, we'll, we'll see. Hopefully, it's not going to leave too many things hanging. Uh, another interesting bit of news. Um, Netflix in the US has had a distribution deal with a company called Epix, who um, have been supplying movies to Netflix. And these have been kind of big things like Transformers and, you know, a lot of the big blockbuster movies. They've now decided that they're not going to renew that deal. So come September, thousands of movies are coming off Netflix US. Right, okay. Um, I don't know how that will affect up over here because I don't think we have the same deal over here. But the, one of the reasons that they're basically doing it is that it flee, frees up a billion dollars. Because um, that's how much the deal was worth. So rather than the renew it... What they're basically saying is is that a lot of these movies, whilst they're very popular, they're not the only. Netflix isn't the only place you can see them. You yeah. know, like over here, a lot of the movies that are on Netflix are already on Sky. So if you've got Sky movie subscription or a Now TV box and a, an entertainment subscription on that, or they're on Amazon, or you know, they're, they're all over the place. Yeah. And because they're not exclusive, that's a lot of money to be paying for for some for that sort of thing. Yeah. So. Um, and you've got to bear in mind that Netflix knows exactly who's watching what. Yeah. So you've got to assume they looked at it, looked at them as, no, that's really not worth a billion quid. Yeah. <laughs> so the plan is to take that money and use it to create original programming instead, which I'm quite happy about, actually. Yeah, I mean, depending. I mean, like, to be honest, I've, we don't... I, we've got a Netflix subscription. We have had it for, for quite a while. We we had it when it first came out, and then we ditched it because we kind of watched everything we wanted to watch, then came back to it. Um, I have to say, the films on Netflix aren't great. Every no. so often you come across one and go, oh, I might watch that. But it's more yeah. the TV series that, that we watch. Yeah. Um, a lot of the films you go, is that an actual film? It, who, who watches yeah. that crap yeah. sort of thing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, no, it, I mean, if it means there's going to be more things like Daredevil, then yeah, I think that's a, that's a definite must. Yeah, I mean, they've they've announced, uh, they've sort of said there's a list of new exclusive shows coming. They've got new things coming from Ricky Gervais. There's an, uh, uh, an Idris Alba um, series coming. Right, okay. keep, the, keep, the, keep the films because yeah. I don't like both of those. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's uh, there's Adam Sandler stuff coming as well. Which Definitely I'm keep the films. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, mean, I, I like Ricky Gervais. Yeah, Idris Elba's good. Uh, uh, I, grinds. So. <laughs> it's just his. Luther's um, a great show. Um, I, I, I don't know. I I, I quite like. 
the idea that they're going to be producing more original content, and yeah. that's that's a hell of a lot of money. I mean, you know, six hundred and fifty million quid, basically. So, yeah, I mean, I I think that's a far better use of their money to produce that sort of stuff. Yeah. You know, and they're still going to have the TV shows on there. Um, it just it seems, as you say, I I don't really watch movies on there. I mean, if I'm going to look at movies, I will tend to go to Sky or Amazon. Yeah. So you know, to be honest, I mean, we you know, obviously, we don't watch many films. Now, um, yeah, I, I mean, I uh, we we d- I mean, I've got Now TV, but we we discontinued the, the movie subscription on, on Now TV because the movies are crap on that. We had a look at Amazon Film the other day, and we were like, "There's n- whatever it's called, Amazon Instant, whatever." We we're like, "There's yeah. nothing really on there that we want to want to watch." So whenever stuff does come out, we usually we just buy it, but yeah. Not, yeah. not very often. You know, you know, well, our TV series now. That's the thing. I mean, you know, the you know, a, a rental on Sky Movies can cost you like you know four fifty. Yeah. So, um, and you know, unless and, and if you want to see a film, I mean, you compare it to the days when you used to get the blockbusters and choices. Yeah. And yeah. Or, uh, you could get like a, a a DVD or a video even for for like three quid, and you get it for seven days, or even yeah. less, a lot of times less than that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, they're they're not they're not cheap, and you know, given that that's the price of it, and and you can buy the DVD for usually like twelve quid. Yeah. So, so you know, for the price difference, you're like, well, I might as well just buy it. Yeah. Um. So I, I mean, I I tend to do the same as you. I'll just go and buy them. But uh, one interesting thing, actually, that uh, that the main competitors of Netflix, Amazon, uh, have announced as well today is that they're going to offer, in fact, they already are, offering offline playback, um, which is something that Amazon have said, uh, sorry, is something Netflix have said they're kind of steering away from um, yeah. because they're, they're sort of of the opinion that, you know, with um, increased uh, mobile broadband speeds and you know, normal broadband speeds, you don't really need it. Um, but one of the places where I could quite happily sit and just watch a whole bunch of shows is if you're on a plane somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Or somewhere where there isn't, you know. So, I mean, it's it's infuriating that I have these services and there I could go, okay, well, I'm go- I know I'm going to be on a flight for like three hours or ten hours or whatever it is. Um, it would be great if I could go on and download some stuff. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you, can- you can't do it at the moment, but Amazon um, Prime have just announced that they're offering that um so you can go on and you can go and download things to your uh to your mobile device um the only slight annoyance with that is the fact that it's so fiddly to set it up because you can't go and get the amazon app directly from the app store you've got to go and get it like through a convoluted loop of sort of going to Amazon and then they send you an email link, you click on the link, it opens, you know, I don't know why they don't just put the app on the app store. I'm sure there's a reason for it. um, You said that, we were looking the other day when we were looking, we were going to have a look at Amazon Instant again because it's been a while, I just wanted to see what was on there. I couldn't find like the Amazon app for Android anywhere and I was probably having a moment well, no, I mean idea. that doesn't that doesn't surprise me. The Amazon app for Android to get the videos um, is a pain to find because you've got to go and download the Amazon Shop app right. first, and then you've got to go through the Shop app to download the video app. And you All can't right. get the Shop app from the App Store. You've got to go and download it through a link through Amazon.co.uk. 
it's and and they they email you. You basically say, "I will, I would like this." They then email you the link. You open the link on the phone. It then downloads the app to your phone. Uh, so you've got to go into your settings oh, if you Jesus. if you're not allowed to download apps outside the app store. Yeah. You've got to go and change your settings to set that up. So it's it's messy. I mean, I know it will be completely smooth if you've got a Fire device. Yeah, but you know. A lot of people don't. They've got like an Android phone or an Android tablet, and uh, I don't know what it's like trying to do it through um, through an i you know an i device, uh, yeah. an Apple device. I'm not sure. But. So yeah, I mean, I'm glad they're offering it. I just wish they'd make the process a bit easier. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, we'll finish off the news with a another um, pilot order that's been uh, picked up. This time, unfortunately, is NBC, so it probably won't last more than the season, but. Yeah. Um, it's uh, a new show called Time, and the reason this is of interest is because it's from Eric Kripke, who's the guy behind Supernatural, mm-hmm. uh, and um, Sean Ryan, who is the guy behind, I'm trying to remember what his show is, uh, um, oh, The Shield, That's that was what his show was, okay. um, and he wrote Chicago Code, Terry is Light to Me, he was on as well, um, so yeah, uh, Oh, he did some episodes of Angel as well. Um, so, yes, they've got a new show coming together. Um, it's called Time. It's basically, they've described it as Back to the Future means Mission Impossible. <laughs> okay. Um, and uh, it focuses on an unlikely, unlikely trio traveling through time to battle unknown criminals in order to protect history as we know it. Bye. <laughs> Um, so I, I'm intrigued, <laughs> uh, and given the guys behind it, I, you know, I, I think that could be kind of interesting. Mm. Um, as I say, it's coming to NBC, which slightly has me nervous that it won't won't make it out of one season because yeah. NBC just needs to stop buying anything that's not a procedural TV show. Because, <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. So that's coming apparently, or at least a pilot is coming. So. <laughs> Uh, we'll say, well, I'll reserve judgment for that one, I think, when it <laughs> comes out. <laughs> yes, might be a good choice. Um, so, next up, we have uh, an interview. This week's interview is with a guy called John Swihart. He's uh, a composer and... Uh, he wrote the music for, well, he's well known for, for writing music for coming, coming of age, um, adult sort of dramas, basically, young adult dramas. Uh, so he started off writing for Napoleon Dynamite. Um, he's got a show, uh, a movie that's on Netflix right now called Staten Island Summer, um, which is one of the things we we're talking to about. But he's written for over 40 films, 20 odd TV shows, including Red Band Society, Men at Work, Web Therapy, Switched at Birth. And he was the composer for How I Met Your Mother. So this is the interview with John. Uh, I think it's about 20 minutes long. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. We'll see you with some air dates afterwards. <laughs> Hi. Hi. <laughs> How you doing? I'm all right. How are you? I am well. I didn't sleep Good. much last night, but that's normal. <laughs> oh dear. Um, I can see you're in your studio. Yeah. Um, where Where are you, best? You're in, in LA. 
I am in Laurel Canyon. Ah, nice. Okay. So, yes, we're on today to talk about um, your your work in general, but particularly your your um, upcoming soundtrack for, for Staten Island Summer, which is this new comedy that's coming out on Netflix. Yes. Before we get into that, do you want to just give me a bit of, of background about you and uh, how you sort of got into into the composing business in the first place how i got into the composing <laughs> um it, i've always loved movies and the just to make it really short and boring now uh, to make it short and boring i say i've always loved movies and it seemed like a good way to eat <laughs> <laughs> but uh i i uh you know i was a i Grew up playing music, piano, saxophone, and then guitar, and then played in bands for years. I went to Berkeley College of Music, um, studied production and engineering, and uh, then went out into the world and yeah. made records and ended up playing in Blue Man Group and opening <laughs> a small studio doing commercials yeah. in the late 90s in Boston, and then... Uh, I, I knew I had to get out of Boston. I had a bunch of producers actually sit me down and say, look, you have to go to L.A. or New York. And uh, L.A. Yeah. sounded better. And I came out here. I actually got hired in the Vegas show of Blue Man Group right around that time and moved to Vegas, lived there for eight months, and then quit and moved to L.A. And cool. Sort of scored everything I could get my hands on, and then got lucky with Napoleon. <laughs> yeah, you you um you've got fairly prolific kind of kind of background. It's what like something like forty movies and twenty TV shows or something. I think it says on your uh, your yeah. list. When your skin feels nourished and glows, you radiate confidence. Osea makes giving your skin a glow up easy with their clean, clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. Yeah, that's something um, like, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which is which is kind of uh, fairly crazy amount of stuff, but uh, well, that's very cool. How, how did the Napoleon Dynamite um, stuff come about? Was it, it did, did they approach you? Had they heard your stuff? Or I I was actually you know trolling for work by sending out at the time CDs. Uh, this is you know two thousand three or something. Yeah, uh, sending out CDs to um, people who were looking for editors. Or, right. Yeah, I sort of gave up on post positions because they were all sort of not what I wanted to do when I had meetings with the people. Yeah. So I started sending stuff to people who were hiring editors because um, I figured they'd be cutting in music. And one guy called me and he was making a documentary about motorcycles. And he was <laughs> really excited to do this documentary with me, but he had to go shoot this feature first. You should meet the director, you know. <laughs> and... uh Three months later, they were in my studio, and I was playing playing them some stuff from a couple other indie movies I had done, and they decided to hire me. <laughs> and then MTV decided to pick it up, and yeah, the movie was obviously fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jared Hess is a genius. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so and that sort of sort of springboarded you onto to everything since then, I guess. Yeah. 
once you know after that i got on how i met your mother that year and uh oh okay that's i didn't realize that was the uh the, the same time yeah it was the same year napoleon came yeah. out and a few months later i got a meeting on how i met your mother and and yeah. lucky enough to get hired on that and those guys are also brilliant and amazing yeah i, I adore that show it's just fabulous yeah, Particularly Barney. Barney was a great invention. <laughs> yeah, the cast was fantastic too, no question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that was quite musical, that show. It has had, had quite a lot of musical bits and pieces. And you had a fairly musical cast as well. So Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of talent on screen. And the, the guys that created the show, they had a band in college and, and after <laughs> college. And they write songs. They're actually working on a musical right now, I think. And uh, Oh, wow. They moved to New York and they're working on musicals and and uh, they also oh, have another thing from oh. Sony. Yeah, I have to go and look that up, see what they're doing. They, they were um, very big on using music in a lot of ways that you don't typically see on a half-hour multi-camera show. So yeah, I mean they they I remember they they used to slot in um, um, musical like full-blown musical numbers yeah. and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> which is just awesome. I I really love that sort of stuff on that show. It it was it was just great. Um, what what would you say is the style to your music? Do you have a particular? Do you think you have a particular style? Or that's very uh, hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've heard that I do, but I don't know really. I don't know if I have a perspective to <laughs> to say so. I love music. I you know listen to a lot of different kinds of music. And there's just so much great music out there right now, especially. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I grew up listening to classical stuff and went to a jazz school and played in a jazz band in, in high school and played in rock bands and worked with DJs. I've kind of done a lot of stuff. Yeah. It's all it all gets incorporated somehow, depending on what the the movie needs and what is sort of resonating with the storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. How do you usually start? Because a lot of your stuff, uh, there's a lot of stuff that seems to be sort of keyboard-based or, or sort of starts off through keyboards. Uh, is, is that usually your go-to place? It's right in front of me. So it's, it's often <laughs> like where I start, but, it, you know, I get <clears throat> I go through periods where I have to stand up and go in the other room and sit at a piano yeah. and actually play, or there's times when I you know, it's obviously going to be a guitar thing. You know, it depends on, again, the project. Or sometimes I'll pick up the guitar just because I probably know that instrument better than anything else. And, uh, you know, just whistle something over some chord changes. <laughs> you know, it's, it, uh, actually one of the big themes for Staten Island came that way. And, and there's no guitar in the queue at all anymore. But, uh, you know, it's, things translate in different ways you never really know what's going to work. It's really just trying to find something that you remember the next day or yeah, you know, there's a lot, I, a lot of trial and error, a lot of throwaway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, I suppose it's, it's just, just working around till, till something sticks, I guess. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that much. sometimes I feel like I'm in a, you know, styrofoam cup business where you use it once and throw it away. <laughs> but, uh, I, you know, there's just a lot of, it's all part of the process. Writing, writing a cue that's wrong for a scene is always helpful because, you know, yeah. you sort of figure out what's wrong then and you're, yeah. you know. Yeah. Once you've worked out what not to do, then it yeah. helps, helps work out what to do. Well, it's usually a little more informative than that, but yeah, <laughs> that for sure. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, it's usually um, obvious when things work, when yeah. really work well. So you try and get to that place. Yeah. So how is working on um, on, on uh, Staten Island uh, summer? Because there's, there's a fairly distinctive kind of almost 70s funk kind of feel to it. Yeah. We... <clears throat> We we tried a, a few different things, but we we really liked the Reese, the director Reese Thomas. He really wanted to make it feel like it was a place that was sort of stuck in time. And yeah, the seventies sort of bizarro funk sort of vibe to a lot of the cues, especially uh, related to the party and getting yeah. ready for the party or scheming to make the party happen. All of that it sort of provided a good sort of background background driving energy as well and had, you know, it sort of was goofy a little bit, I would say, but it's fun, you know, in a playful way that it just ended up being fun and the right vibe and it sort of stuck, especially with their nemesis. It really worked <laughs> with uh, the character that's trying to prevent the happening. I felt like the music really stuck well on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mustache. <laughs> you've you've done a number of these sort of uh teen coming of age kind of dramas are you just comfortable doing that sort of stuff is, is there are there other things you, you'd like to go into well i've done a few i have done a few other things but yeah i do get hired a lot to do coming of age comedies and yeah it is fun it's you know it's fun because you're laughing all day while you're working comedy always <laughs> always good for that. Uh, yeah. But it's definitely fun to do other stuff, you know. Uh, yeah. Some, I've done some other very depressing dramas. <laughs> you know, running at the store and buying packs of cigarettes while I'm in those movies. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, uh-huh. you know, variety is nice when you can get it, but I'm always trying to concentrate on what I'm Yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you mentioned you listen to quite a lot of music yourself and and you listen to various things are, are there any particular bands you're kind of very into at the moment or music oh, into? you had to ask me that all right so <laughs> i'm obsessed with dance music and I'm, i have all this shame associated with that i don't know why they <laughs> over from my rock and roll days yeah I, play, I played death metal for years and <laughs> back in the early 90s i was playing death metal but uh <laughs> it's kind of like the athlete on guitar, but um, I'm really obsessed with this stuff that's going on in uh, this minimal tech house. They call it the stuff that's okay. going on in Berlin right now. It's I can listen to this stuff all day. It's not like the sort of <laughs> the really in your face like club American club music that's yeah just yeah, sort yeah. of turns into white noise after a while to me. But the I mean, there's definitely some great people making great stuff right now. And uh, stuff, the Pompa Records sound is what I would say. Bootsy <laughs> and uh, Robag Vroomy and Martin Stimming. Those guys are doing some really cool stuff right now. Okay, cool. I, I have to go and look those up on Spotify to see what I can find. Yeah. It's pretty obscure, but it's, it, but it's cool. It's interesting. To me, it's interesting right now. I should go and see if I can find any of this. Um, where would you say you tend to get inspiration from when you're you're writing? Um, is there anything particular that sort of inspires you, or is it just just what's in front of you with the uh, um, if you're scoring a film? It's 
It depends where when I start. Sometimes I start from a script and I'm just writing from the from the material, which is always fun if you have time to do that. Yeah. I'm starting a small project right now where I'm I'm doing a little bit of that. But ultimately the picture really defines a lot of what you're gonna do. That's when you can really tell if if things are working or not. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's hard to say, you know, first of all, I have to say that my wife is my inspiration. No, but you know, it's my picture is my muse. So yeah. you, you just sort of go at it and see what works. And there's a, like yeah. I said, there's a lot of trial and error yeah. on every project. So yeah, you know, some films, they have a lot of temp music in there and that, that can be a good sort of starting point for discussion yeah so it's informative at least it at least gives you a place to start talking think, from yeah but it gives you an idea of what they were sort of aiming for i guess yeah if there's some you know occasionally they've you get hired late in the game and they've already done a bunch of screenings with temp music and they don't want to get too far away from it and that's dry okay obviously not as much fun but in some ways easier yeah because you know what they want yeah, yeah. But, uh, I guess. So then you just have to figure out an original way to sort of achieve what they're, <laughs> what they're getting. Then you have to try and figure out what they're getting from the music, too. Yeah, yeah. What would you say is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? The best advice that I have ever been given? Yeah. Um, That's tough. It's probably unrelated to our uh, to music. Go on, no. that's, that's so, fine. Yeah. <laughs> I think the best advice, and maybe somebody told me this, or maybe I watched it on an interview. I don't know if I got it directly, but I feel like you just have to write, just write and write and write. I think, you know, this is what writers do when they're writing a movie. You know, they'll, especially these indie movies, I've worked with these directors and, and, you know, somewhere near the end of the process, I realized that, you know, they started, they got this idea for a script and they wrote it down and, and rewrote it like four times. Yeah. And then a couple of years after they started, they were... They had the guts to show it to their friends, and they had a table read, and then they rewrote it like dozens <laughs> of times before they pitched it to a producer, and then yeah, and then when a producer picks it up, they end up doing rewrites to make sure that they can fall inside of a budget or make sure just fine tune the story, um, and then they go out and shoot it, and and editing is a form of rewriting, so it's I just think it's really important to just write as much stuff as you can and you sort of build up your toolbox as a composer that way and you just end up knowing what to do. Yeah. When you're, especially when you get into TV stuff where you're just having to turn it around really fast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all I was, I was going to ask about that. You, do you have a preference for doing movies or TV shows? Because I, I know that there's, you get insane turnarounds on the TV stuff so it can, it can be a bit of a kind of, slog and hard work but yeah well you sort of have to have a different perspective when you're doing television because i i find them both really satisfying um tv you definitely have more repetition but that's because you're especially after usually get five or six episodes in and you know what the show is going to sound like sometimes it takes yeah. years like how i met your mother changed over years about halfway through the nine-year run, we sort of arrived at a place that we could... We just had a lot of stuff to come back to. And they yeah. they did that a lot in that show. But, you know, most TV shows, they, they want to have a sound that's all their own as well. So once you find things that really resonate with the show, you definitely end up reusing themes. So you do have to revisit 
a lot more when you're doing television. Yeah. Um, but it's very similar to doing a film where you have five or six reels and you're, you know, this piece of music that you wrote in reel four, we want to sort of hint to that same topic and sort of them tie, yeah. tie them together. So we end up plugging it in in reel two or, you know, yeah. just to sort of tie the scenes together, or make variations of it. Um, film is definitely more transient and you, you do have more time to produce just to sort of nitpick over what you end up putting out because, yeah. and you might have a month, you might have three months or actually Staten Island went on for a while, but, uh, yeah. you know, TV, I'll spot an episode on Monday and deliver it on Friday. That's, that's <laughs> a whole nother deal. So. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've spoken to a few, um, few guys that do TV shows and then, uh, you know, it's just frightening turnaround sometimes on, on some of those, uh, those things. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you get set up for it and once you sort of get it dialed in, then, then you can, yeah. you have to sort of actually getting all your technology stuff sort of dialed in helps you fine tune the, the quality of the product that you deliver. Yeah. 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 So it's really important to be very organized and all of that, which I think <laughs> most composers are fairly yeah. OC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think you probably have to be if you're doing TV work. So. <laughs> yeah. You have to be organized. I mean, even in, in film, you have to stay organized too. And if you're working on well, a project, yeah. the films that have a lot of um, CGI effects, you know, yeah, they're a lot of times you'd never get locked picture. You know, they're going to the stage with new animations that they got two days before, and the music editor <laughs> right. is just making the best of it for you on the yeah. stage. So it's often a moving target. Actually, TV, yeah. is, TV is actually usually locked picture. So okay, so yeah, it's, it's just you might not get the locked picture until like a day before. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you usually get you know a few days, but at least yeah. it's a locked picture for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, that does help. <laughs> indeed. So, um, one uh, last question that that we uh, we always ask people because we cover a lot of TV shows on the site, um, particularly aimed at the composers. Is is there a show that uh, you've watched recently that has um, really good music that you really like, um, either recently or, or historically? Um, I really. Um, I've been loving Mr. Robot. I love what oh. Matt Quayle's doing on Mr. Robot. It's uh, cool. yes. I'm a big fan of electronic stuff. I spoke to Matt not long ago, actually. Yeah, um, yeah he's great. He's doing good yeah. stuff on that show. Um, love uh, Homeland. Yeah, everybody says Sean, Sean's work on Homeland. Yeah, he's, he's, he's kind of. Oh. Comp- Kind of the composer's composer, that guy, because everybody says that. There's actually a question I would love to ask him, because there was that scene where she's getting interviewed in the by a bunch of, by a panel of congressional people by herself, yeah. this huge room. And I couldn't really tell for sure, but it sounded like there was a drone behind the entire scene for like five minutes. <laughs> with this, you know, static the whole time, but I, I was... I was yeah. Yeah. If I talk to Sean again, I will ask him about that. <laughs> but yeah. His uh, work's phenomenal. There's, a, there's great stuff out there that's being done all over the place. Um, yeah. I've been on a, I've been watching dramas like crazy. That's what, that's kind of what I've been watching. So Bloodline, Bloodline was great. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, 
you know, House of Cards is great, especially yeah. season one was my favorite, I think. But yeah, yeah, it's a okay. great show. Yeah. Yeah. No, there is a lot of really good stuff out there. I, I'm, uh, and there's a lot of good music out there at the moment. So, so um, I've I've been talking to quite a lot of composers recently. So, <laughs> <laughs> so no, it's but a lot of them are drama guys. So it's kind of interesting to talk to somebody who who works more on the comedy side of things than than it's, these it's, sort of. It's funny. I don't really watch that many comedies, and I I'm. <laughs> I mean, I think it might be because I work in comedy all the time. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure if you're watching it, if you're watching it like for your job all the time, it's like you know you want something different when you get out. I guess. Yeah. So awesome. Um, what do you What are you up to next? Um, right now I am on hiatus on Switched at Birth and yeah, starting up a small. small feature director that I've worked with before. It's called The First Girl I Loved. Okay. And uh, it's probably going to be somewhat dreamy, ambient type of material. A lot of a lot of guitars that are heavily affected, you know, that don't really sound like guitars, that kind of thing. Oh, cool. That sounds interesting. A lot of harmonic content, so when I say ambient, I don't mean a bunch of drones. and Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I think we're going to be able to work in some some interesting stuff, as well as, you know, the guitars. I'm hoping we can actually <laughs> use some field recordings and, and try oh, and cool. come off and do some interesting stuff with it. But I'm just getting yeah. started on it, so, you know, talk Absolutely. to you in a month. <laughs> <laughs> cool well um good luck with all that 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 uh that should be uh that that sounds good i'll keep an eye out for it um and uh yeah thanks for coming on and talking to me i'll sure. i'll uh, i shall let you get back to your day <laughs> on. thank all you right. great to meet you okay. thank you bye bye so that was the interview with john hope you enjoyed that uh now we've got some air date updates <laughs> First one we've got is uh, a show called Dr. Foster, which obviously was, was somebody came up with a name and then decided to write a show around it. Um, it <laughs> uh, Suzanne Jones plays a GP with the kind of a life you can only imagine in a television drama. She's at the heart of a small community. Uh, her husband might be having an affair. Um, the lives of her patients become increasingly interscripted. Um, that starts on the 9th of September on BBC One at 9pm. Could be brilliant. Who knows? That had BBC um, all written all over it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that coming uh, 9th of September that starts um, got uh, Hunted which is a reality TV show um, but uh, sounds kind of interesting it's a reality TV show with a group of people have to stay undetected from modern surveillance and living off the grid that's coming to Channel 4 on the 10th of September at 9pm um, yeah I don't know it could be interesting it could be it could be quite scary as well yeah, I, I mean, uh, you know, I, I remember watching a documentary a while back that somebody did where he basically tried to completely disappear um, and did it fairly successfully for a couple of weeks. But guys still managed to track him down. Yeah, the, the, the police, the, it, it was uh, a couple of PIs that they hired. 
tired to, to try and track the guy down and eventually they caught him but um, you know he, he was like ended up living in the middle of nowhere with kind of no internet no heat no you know gas or electric you know I mean he really was trying to get completely off the grid so um, so I don't know that, that could be interesting as an experiment um, we'll see yeah uh, so there's that uh, this is England 90 um, it's now going to air date that's coming on the 13th of September at 9pm um, I have to say, I've never seen any of those, and it's ones that I want to go back and watch because yeah. they're, they're brilliant. Um, but uh, I've never actually managed to catch any of them, so I might watch this one. Uh, we'll see. Um, Downton Abbey's final series uh, starts on 20th September at 9 pm, so that's coming to ITV. Um, CSI Cyber. Uh, Channel 5 are finally announced it's coming in October. We've been hanging around for ages for that, so uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm quite looking for that coming. Um, final season of Hemlock Grove is coming to Netflix on the 23rd of October. Um, Vinci's Demons. Was that like three, third? Because they did one season. season, then they kind of did a first season didn't happen. <laughs> so it's yeah. third season, is it, or...? third season that is um, yes they kind of completely altered it for the second season so I'm not sure where the third season is going to carry on whether it's <laughs> carry on from the second or whether they're going to change it entirely again nice. I don't know. Um, so there's that uh, I did watch most of the first season it had quite an incredible um, wolf um, you know, werewolf changing yes, scene yeah. really one of the best I've seen since American Werewolf in London because um, completely unexpected in the way that it, it happens yeah. as well. It's it's quite brilliant if you're into that sort of thing. It's an interesting show. Um, you've got Jean, Jean Graham who plays, she yeah. always plays an amazing bitch. She's like, yeah. she's yeah. just amazing at bitch characters. She's fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. It's very good. Da Vinci's Demons returns for its uh, third and final season to Fox. That's on the 25th of October at 9pm. Um, I, I've been enjoying that show. That's that's been a good show. Um, so uh, although there, there's only so long, I think you can stretch it out for, but it's been quite good. Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries terms for third season. That's on uh, 28th of October at 9 p.m. Then also there's a, a Channel Four and announced a load of different stuff. So which is why we've got a number of Channel Four things in here. Um, they've said TFI Friday, the new series of TFI Friday is coming in the autumn. So we'll, we'll see how he handles that. Yeah. Catastrophe season two, that's coming to Channel 4 in the autumn as well. Uh, oh, yeah, this is an interesting one. Channel, this is, has been bought by Channel 5. Do you remember a while back there used to be a show um, called Foolish starring Penn and Teller, the magicians? I don't know whether you ever saw that. It was on ITV. I think so, yeah. It was, oh, it was yes. Basically, yes, when they had to like, get magicians to try and figure, and, and Penn and Teller had to guess how they did the tricks. Yeah. Something like that. Yes, yeah. Ran for one season um, over on ITV, and they dropped it. But the format or the show was then sold lock stock to the CW in the US. Right. Um, so they moved the whole thing to, to their their theatre in Vegas and carried on doing it with Jonathan Ross still hosting <laughs> as well. Uh, so that's been running for the for I think um, ran a season over there. I think it's got. Um, it's only got another season or it's already aired another season so there's three seasons so far uh, so the first one was on ITV Channel 5 have basically picked the show up again and brought it back okay. <laughs> so this is uh, Penn and Teller Foolish Vegas in Vegas um, 
it's basically the same show that it, it was on ITV, mm. but now shot in Vegas, still Jonathan Ross hosting. Uh, you've got magicians coming on trying to fool Penn and Teller um, in, in how they do their tricks. Um, I, I thought it was it was really, you know, good sort of light Sunday kind of tea time yeah. kind of show. No, it's, I it's, quite it's, enjoyed it's, it, to be honest. Yeah, no, I, I like that. If you like magic shows, it's it's a really nice sort of way and format of doing a live magic show, and mm. I I quite like Ben Teller. So, so yeah, um, I'm uh, I'm I'm looking forward to that coming back. That should be coming sort of autumn wintery time over here. Uh, Channel Four also announced that India Summers Two is coming out at some point over the winter as well. There's a couple of new shows. Um, one called Tripped. Uh, which is okay. It starts uh, Blake Harrison from the In Between Us. Uh, it's coming to E4. It's a comedy, and it's about a guy called Danny, who's sort of your average twenty-four year old. He's best friends with a stoner called Milo, and uh, they've been friends since kids. So Danny decides it's time to grow up and settle down and marry his long-term girlfriend, who's played by Georgina Campbell. Um, his life plans are put on hold when he and Milo find themselves tripping to various parallel universes where they encounter different versions of themselves and, desli- and a deadly assassin. It's so sort of like Bill and Ted. Yeah, it's sort of a Bill and Ted stoner comedy it's with parallel universes where they get to play lots of different characters, I'm guessing. So, um, yeah, it's coming to E4. I, it, well, it's, it's original. You've got to give them that. Yeah, <laughs> who knows whether it'll be any good? But but there's that coming. There's also another new show coming to uh, E4, which is um, it's another sort of comedy drama. Um, aliens are here. In fact, they've been here for the last forty years. But though they walk like us, talk like us, and look like us, they're not allowed to live with us. So they're segregated into um, an area called Troy, into a community called Troy, which is this sort of ghetto area uh, where a criminal subculture thrives. So this is um, Area Fifty One. Is it Area Fifty One? <laughs> no, no, no. What's the one that was in South Africa? Uh, oh, um, District Nine. District Nine. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> This is supposed to be kind of more of a comedy. The idea is that there's a sort of mild-mannered human called Lewis, um, who is a border control guard at the Wall's, Walls checkpoint. Uh, he discovers he's half alien, and uh, this secret sort of threatens to turn his, his world upside down and sort of draws him into the dark underbelly of, of Troy, this kind of ghetto. So, uh, yeah, E4 kind of going a bit out there and taking a bit sort of sci-fi. Yeah. Original sci-fi show. So, so... It's been a while since we've had any proper, decent, original UK new sci-fi types. Yeah, it's been quite a while. I mean, like, E4 haven't done very well with uh, sci-fi recently. They've done really tomorrow people and... (laughs) (laughs) They've had a few kind of missteps buying them in. So, um, you know, but they do well with comedy. So, you know, these sort of shows might be quite a good step for them. Yeah. See, um, but yeah, I'm, I, I don't know. I'm looking forward to that. Oh, and they also announced today that uh, speaking of sci-fi, um, Killjoys and uh, Dark Matter have both been renewed for second seasons. Yeah. Uh, uh, Killjoys is a, is a sort of better of an, an intergalactic band of of um, uh, uh, bounty hunters. I think. Um, I don't know whether that's aired over here actually. Um, don't think it has. Uh, Dark Matter is definitely airing over here. 
Uh, don't think that says oh, Kiljoy's no, definitely hasn't had over here yet. So hopefully we'll get that at some point because that sort of sounds quite interesting. Mm. Um, uh, Dark Matter, which is is by the um, Stargate people, um, and has sort of elements of Stargate and Firefly and that sort of thing. Yeah. It's about a group people who lost their memory that are stuck on a ship together and uh, sort of struggling to survive essentially. Uh, but that's that's been quite a good show. So I'm I'm looking forward to that coming back. I'm glad that's got picked up again. Um, so that's all the air dates. Uh, just a few things coming next week on TV that you might want to look out for. Now, Rectify, um, season one of coming that, for that starts today. That's coming to AMC Global, um, which is a show that, which is a channel that, that oh, most okay. people, um, at the moment. Anyway, if you've got, uh, the Sky Sports package, uh, sorry, not Sky Sports package, if you've got the BT Sports package, um, through your Skybox or through some other means, uh, you will have AMC Global, or you should have AMC Global. Um, if you want to get the sports package, uh, you need to go and get it from BT. It's 20 quid if you're not um, a BT broadband customer. It's five quid if you are a BT broadband customer. So it's not unreasonable if you're on BT broadband at the moment. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, I, you can't really be upset with BT for buying the channel. It's kind of annoying of AMC that they just went for the money. Yeah. And, you know, because um, of course the other thing that's airing on there is uh, the new Walking Dead spin-off show, yeah. The Fear of the Walking Dead. Um, although they did announce that that is also coming to Amazon later on. Okay. So um, you, if as long as you're not kind of desperate to see it immediately, you know, just avoid spoilers and get it off <laughs> Amazon when it arrives on there. Hopefully they won't uh, leave it too long, but we'll see. So that coming, that starts uh, tonight. 50 Ways to Kill Your Mammy is back for a second season. That starts tonight at 9pm on Sky One. Um, I do love that programme. Oh, really? I think it's, I honestly, it's, it's really underrated. We, we've turned it on, just let a fluke, and it's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's really good. It's worth watching. Yeah, it's basically by a guy putting his mother through like extreme sports, isn't it? Yeah, essentially. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah. yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> that's that's quite entertaining. Um, Backstrom, which is uh, Rain Wilson's new show about a self-destructive detective uh, in Oregon, that starts on Fox tomorrow. That I've seen a few trailers of that. That actually looks like it would be quite good. Yeah. Um, there's a show called The Fixer, which is like a mini-series that starts on the 4th of September at 10pm on Fox. Um, that sort of powerful, shadowy group threatens to manipulate disasters in America, so mm, we'll see. Um, Strictly Come Dancing starts for its 13th season on BBC One. That's at 7.15 on the 5th of September. Um, I, I have honestly never really watched the episode <laughs> <laughs> but I know he's popular. So. Um, Major Crimes Season 4 starts on the Universal Channel uh, 7th of September at 9pm. Uh, so I know a lot of people will be happy that's um, coming back. Uh, Eye Candy, uh, which starts on Five Star. This is sort of an online dating, stalking, revenge thing set in Manhattan. Uh, that starts at 10pm uh, on the 7th of September. Um, 
Dot Martin comes back to ITV on 7th September at 9pm. Uh, that's eight episodes, seventh season, that. Um, there's a show starting on E4 called Baby Daddy. Um, this is a show where the baby's daddy has to look, look has to raise the baby by himself. <laughs> okay. Is that a comedy, a documentary? A... Sure. Andrew wrote that, so I'm I'm not entirely sure. Um, but that's seventh of September at seven thirty. Don't know anything about that. Apparently, there's been four seasons of it. So, um, so there's that. Uh, Dave Gordon Gorman's Modern Life is Goodish is back for a third season. That's on the eighth of September at nine p.m. That's on Dave appropriately. Um, I love that show. I love Dave Gorman. He's hilarious. That show's very very funny. Um, so go and watch it if you haven't seen it already because I, I really adore that show it's brilliant Awkward which is a uh, team drama starring Ashley Rickards uh, that's uh, back on the 8th of September on MTV at 9pm there is a show called Faking It which is back for the second half of the second season on MTV a comedy about two best friends who decide to become come out as lesbians in a bid to be popular oh, um, <laughs> yeah Apparently, lesbians are quite popular. I'm uh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Depending uh, with <laughs> bizarre concept for a show. Um, 8th of September at 9 p.m. I yeah. Anyway, um, and Ballers, which is The Rock, um, that show about him uh, about a, him being a retired sportsman, uh, comes to season one on Sky Atlantic. Uh, comes on the 8th of September at 10pm and that's it for this week I think we've covered everything I think we have well let's get through because we didn't have a show last week so yeah yes. we were just we were just a bit manic last week so we ended up uh, uh, you know but I I had that interview to put out and I was like should I chop it in two put that in two shirts I wasn't sure so so uh, it was quite handy because it means I could stick everything out in one big chunk which was good and it was that was a really go back and listen to it if you haven't listened to it already because it was a really fascinating guy it was really interesting um, so yeah that's uh, that's the uh, interview with the author last week it's fantastic uh, so that's everything for this week um, if you want to get more information about air dates this week you can come to the website at geektown.co.uk throughout the week to see the latest air date info uh, if you've got any questions or comments you can leave it on the post uh, below uh, where this podcast is or you can um, get to us on Facebook um, which is uh, facebook.com forward slash geektown email us at podcast at geektown.co.uk uh, find us at geektown on Twitter uh, that's everything we'll be back next week we'll talk to you then bye 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 Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.